Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Scott Coaster of TrueCraft Remodelers. TrueCraft is a team of hardworking and detail-oriented carpenters, project managers, estimators, and more. Scott's been working in the residential construction trade for 30 years and in high demand as a master carpenter, production manager, and high-quality home builder. Today, Scott and I have a conversation about how he transitioned out of home building and started his own company. Now for my conversation with Scott Coaster. Hey, Scott, good to have you. Yeah, nice to be here, Spencer. Thank you. Yeah, I know you, you've listened to a few of these, so you know how it goes. Like, who are you? What's the company and where are you located? Yeah, my name's Scott Coaster. I'm owner of Truecraft Remodelers. We're based out of Bethany, Illinois, which is pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the state. Just for a little bit of frame of reference, we're, you know, 30 minutes from Springfield, Decatur, Champaign, kind of just right in the middle of all those areas. So pretty locate, pretty good location, but definite rural location. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to go far to where all you see is corn and bean fields. So, <laughs> Yeah, I had to drive out to, to college that was through Kansas, and I imagine it's similar-ish, you know, just a lot yeah. of flat and <laughs> a yeah. lot of farmland. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, cool. When when did you start the company and kind of how did, how did everything get going? Yeah, so I started this company in 2018. I was working for another remodeler at the time. I was running production and sales for him. That company was based more in the insurance realm of remodeling, insurance restoration, I guess I'd say, you know, fire, water. There's a lot of money there, but you're told how much, you know, your remodels are can cost and <laughs> the quality of the materials that are going back in. So I worked there for about a year and a half, didn't really care for it and kind of started this as I was transitioning out of there. Prior to that, I owned a home building company for 13 to 14 years. So this is my second go around at it. Home building company was pretty successful in hindsight, looking back of it, wasn't the most profitable company, but it did feed me and many employees for several years. So, you know, so I jumped back into this and, you know, I, I learned a lot and made a lot of mistakes in the first company and kind of learned through the way. So trying to, I guess not necessarily do it right, but do it right this time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it better at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it better. That's, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, I'm curious then if you, the home building company said 12 or 13 years, like what yeah. was the transition out of that where you're just like, I'm I'm done with home building or was there? No, something? so actually I got, I got sick with them's disease. Hit me, hit me pretty hard. I don't remember being bit by a tick, you know, 
but I guess it's something that can lay dormant in your body for forever or, you know, years or whatever, but it hit me and hit me pretty hard. I was down for, I bet you I was down for a year. Just major fatigue, muscles, joints aching all the time. You know, it's, it's nothing you ever get rid of. Supposedly, you know, a lot of medicine, a lot of, a lot of everything, you know, there for, for a year or so trying to figure it out. So when, when that happened, you know, I knew a lot of people in the trades. So, you know, the business closed cleanly, still had money in the account, gave away some, some contracts that I had signed to, to other contractors. Once I got feeling well enough, you know, a lot of those other contractors reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we know the situation. Why don't you come work for us, run production, run you know, whatever. So, so I did for about three or four years, you know, I kind of jumped around to a couple different contractors, just learning, learning from them, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, 2018, I finally had enough learning and, you know, here I am. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Well, cool. So what do you feel like when you, when you started in 2018, maybe that first year or two, was there anything in your mind where you kind of did say, yeah, I want to do this different or because I learned X in the home building company or from these other guys, like this is kind of, these are going to be parts of how I integrate these into my new. Yes. You know, so I I did go into it with a a goal in mind. You know, I wanted to, my goal was to hit $3 million within an X amount of period. So I had set that goal for five years, you know, it's 2022. I'm not going to hit it this year. I'll, I'll be close, but it's not going to happen, um, mm-hmm. which, which is fine. You know, but, but going into it right off the bat, there was a few things, you know, I had bags on for the first year, almost almost a year and a half before mm-hmm. I hired my first employee. My goal off the bat was I wanted to get a nice chunk of money set aside in the account for employees, you know, because I knew what the comp was going to get me. I knew what the liability, but I also wanted to have, you know, three to six months of wages sitting there in case I hit slow times. I mean, the, yeah. the jobs were coming, the jobs were coming pretty steady, but, you know, looking back at it now, you know, who, who would ever thought COVID, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I hired those guys actually after COVID hit. So Mm -hmm. about three months after the first initial rollout of all the restrictions and everything is when I, I hired my first two employees, you know, and and we've been going and growing ever since. So, yeah, you know, I think savings, you know, what was, was the big thing, you know, because when I, I quit the old company and started, you know, the wife and I discussed, she goes, well, if you're going to do this again, you know, we're, we're not taking the money out of our account. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so um, the feed itself, yeah, <laughs> it, it had to feed itself, and, and so far, so far, so good. So cool, yeah, that's awesome. And honestly, I mean, that's I think a lot of us business owners would would start that way if they started over again. They would have that at the top of their their, their yep. minds. So, yep. a couple things on that. One, congrats! Like I know you, you're not going to hit your within five years exactly getting to yep. to the target of three million, but there are a lot of companies that it took 10, 20, you know, years to get to that point. So I think there's some power in like really focusing on that number. And even though, you know, you won't quite get there, you're probably pretty, pretty close. And it reminds me of a book I read, I think it was earlier this year called The Gap and the Gain. And we set this 
this goal for where we want to be. I'm famous for this. Like, Hey, I want to be here, 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 you know, keep moving. But there's a gap between where you are and that goal. And if you focus on the gap, then you're always kind of like chasing this gap. And, And I think there's some positive elements to that, but his point is like, if you focus on the gain and you look backward, you can have a lot of gratitude because you can look back to year one, year two, and you're like, well, we're a lot further along. Like I, yeah. And the gap is just this made up number. Like, why was it 3 million? Why wasn't it 1.5 or why wasn't it 20 million? Like you could have picked any number. And so it's, it becomes this, I don't know, interesting game we play with ourselves. Yeah, so. yeah it really does. You know, I, I think as business owners, we all, you know, I, I guess I'm more of a dreamer than a implementer. You're the visionary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The visionary. Yeah. But you know, I, I've surrounded myself with good employees. I brought my first salesman on six, seven months ago. Awesome move, you know, and I know hiring salesmen is, is always scary for a lot of companies and a lot of, a lot of people have difficulties with it. My benefit to it was, is, is I knew this guy, known him for years. We've worked together. We've worked together in the fact where he was a salesman and I was the contractor coming in you know, and giving him bids, you know, for, for a big box store Lowe's, you, you, you know, so we had a working relationship. I knew how he was with customers. He knew me, he knew my work ethic. He knew the quality that we asked for out of my guys. So it's been a, it's been a wonderful ad to take that off my plate, not completely, but to allow me to focus on other things, growing the business, which I'd never had the time to do before because we were so busy chasing leads or I was so busy chasing leads. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and speaking of leads, I'm always interested to hear like the, in the first year or so, it sounds like you, you were getting work and steady work and you've continued to grow since then. Like where did those first customers and projects and clients come from? So, you know, like I said, I, I was a, a home builder before. So I had a reputation in the area, like a good reputation, I would I would like to think, of doing good quality work. So I think it was a little easier for me. It just was the fact of getting my name out that I was doing this again. For, so that helped. So a lot of it at first was all word of mouth. I, I got in with one family that owned... I don't know, 15, 20 rental properties, you know, scattered through three or four towns. You know, I bet you I touched every one of those properties, just fixing, remodeling, just whatever, you know. So for the first six months, they were wonderful. You know, they were every starting business owner's dream, you know, somebody that had steady work, easy going, paid their bills on time mostly work time and material, you know, so it, it, it was, it was great, you know, but, but everything comes to an end and, you know, after you touch everything and, you know, might not need touch for quite a while. So, so I think I was lucky in that point. And then by the time all that finished up, so I did some Facebook stuff and got that all taken care of. So I don't know, just, just luck, Spencer, just luck. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. I'm not buying yeah. it. Well, it sounds Sorry, like I mean, kind of threw me there for a second. No, that's okay. I mean, What I'm hearing is that a lot of it was like you had kind of a position in the market, you know, because you'd been in the industry and you had some context. So it probably was a lot of that like personal relationship and it led to different connection points. And yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lumber suppliers knew me, you know, so, so it wasn't hard to get people to, to spread my name again. Yeah. Um, you, You know, so I was lucky from somebody that's just a complete startup from scratch. 
Yeah. Well, it was a start. It was a startup of your own thing, but you had obviously been in the environment for a while. So yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Well, in thinking about the first five years, you know, I know you've grown every year, but it's not easy. You know, it never is. What What do you think is the toughest part about growing a business? The toughest part for somebody starting out is is always going to be leads. What I've found this time around that's different from the last time I had a business is the employees. They're not there. I I remember I could put an ad in the newspaper and have 20 calls by noon the next day (laughs) and and have all the positions filled that I needed to fill. That's not the case. I mean, you, you, I've put out employment ads, I've had bonuses, I've had, you know, either you get no reaction whatsoever or you get a few and, and they're not qualified, you know, so that's, that's really tough. Last year I quit bidding and, and I didn't start bidding again until November, wow. just because I had to go out into the field to work and, re- and run jobs, you know, alongside my other guys. I was held back because I didn't have the employees to do the work. Hmm. Yeah. So, so that I'm, I'm finding that um, a difficult one to, to wrap my head around, you know, I guess the one thing about the recession or whatever we may be going through now is, is maybe it will thin out the herd a little bit as far as contractors and, and some good employees will pop loose. I, I, I don't know. It, we'll wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. It's so interesting hearing you talk about that because I feel like for the longest time, a very common story in remodeling was always needing more leads, more projects, more leads, more projects. And then the last, you know, 18 months or whatever, you know, it was like the other way. It was like too many. And now we have, can't find the people, can't train them, can't whatever. But it's so interesting when you just think about a business, like it always has a constraint. And so the constraint in your case, what you're talking about is like, well, I could have fulfilled this. I had the demand side, but I didn't have the supply side. So it's like unlocking the constraint at the right time. And yeah, yeah, that's not, it's not easy. Yeah. And and something else I I found this year, it's actually happened to me twice this year is, you know, I've got a production board here just filled with, you know, 20 some odd jobs. I have hit a point to where I have not had a single job to go on to twice this year because I don't have materials. Wow. 
you know, it's never lasted longer than a week, but twice. I mean, that many jobs on the board and I have nothing to do. You know, so I put the guys to work in the shop or in the office or, you know, I'm going to keep the guys busy. But it, it, it's just, you're looking at it, you're thinking, this just doesn't make sense. You've got to be kidding me. I don't have any materials to start jobs. You know, it's not as bad as it used to be, but it, it stung me twice this year. And I'm like, wow, never saw, yeah. it, saw that coming. No, that's wild. And yeah, across 20 jobs, you'd think the odds of that would be pretty low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I guess history is, is always told me in my company, it, we get them in spurts. You know, mm-hmm. I could sell three, four bathrooms or kitchens in a week, and then all of a sudden have a dry spell that where we only sell three or four the rest of the month. And then all of a sudden it ramps up again and, you know, you, you hammer them again. I, I don't know what causes that or what but it's my whole life (laughs) it seems that way yeah my experience is similar it doesn't feel like sales is linear right like you set a target of like x dollars or x projects or whatever per month per quarter and it's like it yeah it's like waves you know and you might equal out to whatever your target was but it's not all perfectly you know layered in there so yeah well, Scott, I'm curious, you know, now that you're you're a few years into this, you know, growing, getting it off the ground, like what gets you fired up? What do you enjoy most about this business? The thing I enjoy, I enjoy the the challenge. I, I, I love a challenging project and, and I've got a little bit of a reputation in this area of taking on the, the harder projects or the custom work as an architect once told me that, you know, we're not scared to take on the custom work, which, you know, scares a lot of contractors just for the simple factor no straight way to bid it you, you know so you, you really have to know yourself you have to know your guys you have to know capability you have to troubleshoot so that's still that still fires me up i love leading the guys you know scheduling jobs out keeping them a, i don't want to say accountable but keeping them on task as far as thinking ahead mm. i really enjoy trying to improve my guys and and letting them know that they're improving, you know, you know, put yourself on a deadline, guys, you know, schedule the plumber for three days out and make sure it's ready for him. I enjoy that, I guess, coaching part of of the business. You know, I'm starting to have a little bit of fun with growing the business now. Very challenging. You know, I hooked up with with you guys, Builder Funnel, to do some marketing for me, you know, which has been a godsend. And and I'm learning a lot. You know, so I, I'm still, I've always been somebody that enjoys learning. So I'm always listening to podcasts, reading books, just everything, you know, I kind of thrive off of it, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's cool. I definitely resonate with, well, a lot of what you said, but the last part, especially one of our core values is always be learning. And yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, if you're not reading, listening to something, you know, trying to find a better way, I don't know. I start to get itchy if I haven't like <laughs> put something yeah. new in my brain in, in a few days or something. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I always tell the guys that, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're always trying to build a better mousetrap and, and I, I enjoy that part of it. So yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, you got any like crazy projects or wacky client stories or something you can well, share with us? I, I do. And, and I've thought of, about this because I, I've heard your pod or heard this podcast before. So you've been prepping. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we, we've done bathroom remodels. We do a lot of bathroom remodels. Well, a, a lot of the houses around here don't have two bathrooms. So we have to, you know, pull a stool, you know, during the day while we're working. 
set it aside, and then reinstall it at the end of the day. Well, I get the call from from my guys that, that the stool has been used. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't reset that stool. We took it to the curb, bought a new new one. But yeah, I, I, they just couldn't hold it. And we had this discussion. You know, nobody was supposed to be home while we were remodeling, but they were. It, it, it was a mess. Jeez. You, you know, it's just one of those things you, you just can't ever get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Like, is that pretty gross? But yeah, we bought a new that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't we weren't cleaning that up. So yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that's probably pretty wacky, you know, that somebody would have the goal to goal to do that while you're while you're at their house working. But it, it oh, happened. So, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you want to cut that out, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the these stories are all over the board, you know, and I feel like sometimes you hear it and then you're like, I can't believe it, but then you've gone through something equally as weird or just in a different yeah. context. So it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of it. Well, I'm curious, you know, looking forward now, I know you, you had your vision for the first like five years. What's the vision for the next five? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I want to continue to grow the company. I, I don't know if it's a, a financial number now, you know, an actual magic number that I need to hit. I think I want to grow, to be honest with you, it, it, I want to grow a team of all-stars. So, you know, I want to be that that go-to contractor that everybody wants on their job. You know, I don't want to say, you know, our clients would be recession proof, but, you know, that's the type of clientele that, you know, that I would like to do a lot of work with is, is that type of customer. So, yeah, I, I think it's just grow a real strong team. You know, I'm 49 years old, you know, realistically, you know, you know, the, the odds of selling a business is slim to none, you know, unless you just sell it to somebody in the family, you know. But, you know, I, I want to prepare for retirement and, you know, so the wife and I are, are in good shape and if somebody wants to buy it. Great. If not, I'll just close the door and sell all my stuff and go. <laughs> go fishing. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. But yeah, no, I, I, I just want to have, I guess that, I guess it's a bit of an ego, you know, I, I, I want to be the best in the area and I, I'm building that team now. I'm slowly putting it together. I think I'm a few pieces short yet, but we're gaining on it. So happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, it's something that we've talked a lot about here at our company too. You know, when we first started, we kind of, I mean, we mostly were in residential construction, but we also served other industries. We're kind of finding our way. And I think for a lot of people, you do want that like standard to be really high. You want to be the best, whatever the best looks like. And we knew we weren't going to be the best marketing agency in the world or in the country, you know, like serving everybody that just wasn't going to happen. So you kind of create the world that you could be the best in and then you strive for it. Right. And you strive, you know, so like for you hearing you kind of talk about that, like, Hey, I want a rock star team. I want to be the best in the area. I want to be the in-demand country. Like those are all achievable things. They're not going to be easy. It will take some time. It takes some, but yeah, I I like that a lot. That's a cool, cool vision. I think the money part of it takes care of itself when you're kind of like focused on those. So. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun. It's, like you said, it's a challenge, but all you can do is one day at a time and, and, and keep yep. moving. For sure. So, for sure. All right, Scott, all we got two. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Two questions to wrap us up. Yeah. Uh, one, just 
what are the challenges that you're seeing in the industry right now that we all should be thinking about and, and trying to solve? Obviously, labor is the big one that we, we talked about earlier. I, I think that's the biggest one, you know, or at least at, at the top of everybody's thoughts. I try not to read anything into the news and recession this and recession that. You know, we're given the hand we're dealt. We just hope that we have a, we have set ourselves up ahead of time to to push through it. So, so yeah, labor would be the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a common thread. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Final question. Maybe some parting words of wisdom or piece of advice for other remodelers like yourself listening. You know, work work towards your dreams. Like I said, you know, I, I set a goal of three million. I, I didn't hit it, but I'm okay with that. Or I'm not gonna hit it unless, you know, a big one I have a good two months here, but it could still happen, right? <laughs> yeah, it could still anything's possible. But you know, don't let that stuff get you down. Just just push through it. You know, you're not gonna sell every job. Not every customer is your right customer. Keep your head up and just just keep moving. You know, I think that's one thing I learned. I've done enough estimates and bids and stuff, meeting with homeowners and stuff. My wife commonly asked me every once in a while, don't you get nervous anymore? And I said, I really don't. I used to. i terrified. You know, I didn't want to be told no. But I mean, you just have to realize it wasn't meant to be. Not every customer. You don't want every customer. You, you really don't. I've learned the hard way that I'm sure any business owner that has been in business for any amount of time, probably even you, Spencer, with the marketing oh, yeah. end of it, for sure, has learned you don't want every customer. Some are just absolute nightmares. So use your gut and go with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, sometimes there's something about just that gut feeling, and yeah, sometimes we let it get in the way and we ignore it because we see a financial thing here, or there, exactly. you know. And, but it's almost always right. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Good advice. Well, Scott, thanks for spending the time with me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Spencer. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.